Hello and welcome to the Reading Entertainment Podcast episode. We are on episode 346 for April 17th, 2022. My name is Nathan Reed Spruth. Joining me this week, we have... Oh, wait, no, I was going to say Andrew O'Rourke McFain, but we only have Connor the Cyberpunk Monk Besh. Happy Easter. And it's, that's what messed up. So O'Rourke is not here because his stomach is, is not feeling great. And I assume he just ate four tubs of peeps i mean it's as amazing as that sounds that is the natural response to eating four tubs of peeps i don't know eating one peep is kind of like they're just so sickeningly sweet and i, I don't like i it. love peeps actually i i will i will chomp down on some peeps i i ain't about that life i ain't about to hear anything bad about peeps i saw a video where a lady uh made popcorn uh, not in the bag, like actually pouring it into uh, like a skillet, uh, but also put peeps in there so the peeps melted and covered the the popcorn, and it looked disgusting. Yeah, it doesn't sound great. No, I'm not sure why you would mix those two. Yeah, you know, like some then, people like kettle corn. I get. I don't like kettle corn, but I, there's probably easier ways to do that. You could just get marshmallow flush, homie. Yeah, Mar- marshmallow I, fluff. Uh, and then she was she during the video because I I don't know why I watched the whole thing. Uh, she said you were hungry. She said the the pink one was her favorite flavor. Uh, do they have flavors? I I, I never noticed that. It's just they marshmallow all, fluff. Yeah, they all taste the same. It's 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 ridiculous. But yeah, it's uh it's I don't like peeps. Not a fan. Uh, I put them I I rank them up there with like candy corn, or just things that I don't. I don't really care for around certain holidays. That's I'm also okay. down with candy corn, which is fine. I'll just I'll have your peeps and candy corn. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine with me. Anyway, uh, let's let's move on. Let's talk about where we can find the Cyberpunk Monk. You could find the Cyberpunk Monk, and you could find the Reeton at Aroa.website. Although Aroa couldn't be here with us today, he was kind enough to put all of our relevant social media links up there. Including some that I think aren't very relevant anymore. Yeah, probably not. I think hey. you might have your mixer up there still. I, I haven't been there in a while. He's, maybe he took it. Probably not, though. Yeah. What about the Pinterest? Do we do we have our Pinterest on there? I actually have never been on Pinterest. so I, I don't If either. we do, I don't know. Well, I'm, join, I'm not a big social media homie. Join uh, uh, Cyberpunk Monk's blogger account. Go over there. I'm gonna I don't make know. a Mastodon instance. Wait, Live Journal. That was the one, right? That was like in the 2000s. Live Journal was the big one. Blogger. Yeah, something. Uh, one like of those links that I want to bring everybody's attention to, though, is Clinton Score Classics: Rise of the Rune Lords, a first edition actual play podcast. You'll yeah. like it. Check it out. Yeah, we're uh, we're how far along are we in that? Because we're done. We... We're done in real life. In real life, we are done recording. We only have the editing and the, the posting. As far as like what I'm done with, I'm I'm actually a little bit behind, but I will probably finish the first episode of season six, maybe tonight, probably tomorrow though. Just because I know me. Yeah. Well, I, what I mean is, what what episode's going up tomorrow? Is that that one? Or I thought you were you were way ahead. I'm like three months ahead. I'm I'm starting to slump behind now, but I was at one time like three months ahead. Yeah. Yeah, so, so we're, let's we're see. Good. While you talk about uh, the games that you played, and then I'll I'll talk about the games that I played afterwards. Well, I'll look well that what up I'm going to do is I'm going to say where you can find me, which is uh, I'm reading everywhere. You can find me obviously on row.website, but the main one that I'm on is Twitch. You can go to twitch.tv forward slash reading Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific time to 9 p.m. Pacific time. I'll tell you what game I'm going to be playing through next, uh, you know, later in just a minute. And uh, I also am posting all of these 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 podcasts on YouTube now with a neat little voice activated like graph that goes up so it's it's neat it's audio visualizer that's what it's called and you can also find me everywhere reading on like Twitter and stuff so follow me on Twitter and give me a subscription on Twitch and we'll be good to go and Connor did you find out what episode we're we're releasing tomorrow I sure did Next week, we are releasing The Vault of Greed. Reeton, you might remember this one because this was the first time that Aristotle cast Reeton. Which is to say, Aristotle has the spell. 
I believe it's called telekinetic push. It might be telekinetic charge or something. Charge. Like. Anyways, that's not the important part. What it does is uh, it, it allows the target to be able to to make a free charge attempt. And at the end of it, they, they get the slam. So we decided that the way that could deal the most damage is to just throw Retin at the problem. Yes. And honestly, I think it worked every time. It did. It, it, we didn't use it very much because one of my rage abilities made it so that I kind of rejected spells. Which yeah, was... but when it worked, it was pretty damn good. We usually coordinated it so it'd be like, okay, I won't rage yet, and yeah, something you know, occasionally with it. But anyways, it's it's a good episode. We fight Ordicon, who's this big mithril jerk in the the part of the Rune Forge associated with greed, the Vault of Greed. Yeah, and it's supposed to be a really bad fight, and Reeton has some thoughts about that. <laughs> yeah that i mean every once in a while like sometimes the fights worked hard but then every once in a while clinton was like yeah uh, this was supposed to wipe out the party and then you just did thousands upon thousands of damage guys so uh and then we threw we reading at the problem yeah uh, i mean to be fair throwing the barbarian at the problem has been the iconic solution to most of these problems since the 1980s that's true that's true but and then after we're done with this, uh, we're, we're going to be doing Shadowrun. So you'll be yeah upload Shadowrun. And and we'll be doing a rebrand, probably. That's Probably. But that's okay. Well, that's, that's for later on. Uh, what games have you played this week? Uh, so we've played, we're down roughly a third of our staff at work right now. Oh, no. Um, nothing, nothing related to the pandemic, luckily. But it's just like when it rains, it pours kind of bad. So I haven't played that much, but what I have done is I've had my Nintendo Switch on me, and I picked up that Lego Star Wars game after it became apparent that I wasn't going to be spending too much time at home this week. I'm yeah. not a big Star Wars person, but the Lego games are always a lot of fun, and that if, what it came down to is I was in a group chat the, the day before. We were basically talking about how there ain't no good games anymore. Yeah. And we were like, okay, well, if you had to choose one game to play, which one would you choose? And like eight of us pretty much unanimously said Star Wars, the the Lego Star Wars. Right. And I'm I'm really glad that we all were kind of thinking it anyways, because it actually is a pretty damn fun game. It it pleases the part of me that likes that, you know, arguably bad game mechanic in Assassin's Creed games where you explore and collect all the little doodads. But I always do it. That I mean, I don't. I I I usually reject that, um, because I'm like, all right, getting doodads, getting do ah, fuck it. If you make a really interesting open world and you give me fun ways to explore it, I will explore all the like. Some of these puzzles are actually kind of annoying. I'm surprised they're in a kids game. <laughs> uh, for the most part, they're pretty easy though. For the longest time, I thought I was cheesing it. I I picked up. I, I'm I'm doing them all in order just because I'm. I have no strong nostalgia towards the series one way or another. Yeah. So I got Darth Maul pretty early. I was like, sweet, Sith Lord. Oh, they could pick up people. Like, yep. normally with your Sith powers, you could just pick up droids. They could. So I'm just like, okay, well, I'm going to cheese everything now. I thought I was being clever, and then some, like almost halfway through uh, episode two, one of the droids is like, oh, by the way, if you're a Sith, you can just pick people up, and it makes all the puzzle a lot easier. I was like, oh, God damn it, game. <laughs> I thought I was being clever. Nope, nope. They they told you how to do it. And I shame on me for being, you know, trying to cheese a children's game. But it's, is, it's fun. I recommend it. How is that game? Have you looked and seen how it is compared to like the PC or console ports? Because, I mean, obviously the Switch is a console port, but it's going to have some limitations compared to the Xbox, even the PS4 or Xbox One. So I could tell a difference just like I am playing at work, da-da-da, handheld mode. Okay, now I'm home, laying in bed, playing in docked mode. Oh, golly, that sure is an upgrade. Like, like I could tell there's a difference, but it runs so well in handheld mode that I I don't really care. Well, that's good. That's good. I. But no, uh, to, to answer your question, I have not directly compared them yet. I, I imagine there's some upgrade. It, it tries to do screen space reflections and tries the right word you know it, it gets like the lightsabers and the glowy stuff i get but it, i'm sure it looks better on pc or whatever and i, I knew yeah. when i was buying this on the switch what i was getting but i was playing it at work like in my downtime yeah well and that's and that's what matters right like right. that's what you got it for so that you could do that like i'm gonna be bringing 
I'll I'll talk about that. But I'm gonna bring be bringing my handheld device uh, with me uh, when I go to the UK for the flight over there. And my girlfriend's gonna be using my my Switch to play like Mario games on the flight over there. So that's the plan, at least. Uh, did you play anything else? Nothing else? Uh, no Warhammer minutes? No, I mean, I've done a bunch of painting this week. Like, w- when I get home, I'm usually not playing video games. I'm sitting down and painting, and I'm I'm looking at everything I've done. I've, I've got, like, six models in front of me. That's that's a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've got zero models in front of me. Zero. Why, anyway. why don't you pick up an army? We'll play some Warhammer, buddy. Uh... I do not have the time nor dedication to put into that. If you had to pick up an army, what army would you pick up? I have uh, no idea. Probably orcs. Orcs are fun. I, I support orcs. Yeah. Um, but I I have no idea. I've never really done Warhammer. There is a Warhammer game coming out that I think you're interested in. Uh, there's two that I'm interested in. Dark Sider. No, um, Dark Tide, which is Vermintide, but in 40k. Yeah, and Space Marine Two. I was thinking the the Vermintide one. Yeah, it, I mean, they 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 did it right in the worst way possible with the trailer because it was it was all just like trailer footage. It was like, oh, whatever, that's boring. And then the last fifteen settings in game footage is like, oh wait, no, 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 give me more, give me more. And then they, yeah, and that's and they that's like... that's how a trailer should leave you feeling. Yeah, so uh, I'm gonna move on to me and the games that I played. Let me uh, let me pull up my twitch real quick because i sometimes i'll miss a game that i i I was playing i'm like oh i you played that uh fear and loathing in the wild west or whatever it is so anyway i oh gun gundam evolution oh yeah uh not overwatch not overwatch very similar to overwatch very similar pretty good uh i had fun with it after i found which there's a couple gundams that i found that i was I liked, but basically, if you don't know what it is, it's a first-person shooter with hero selection, but the heroes are all from the Gundam universe. And by that, I mean giant mechs. So, obviously, I think Connor would like that. Uh, I I don't know anything about Gundam. <laughs> Nothing. So I just figured out which which ones... I was the best at, and I played those pretty exclusively. I, there were two that I, I actually did really, really well with. And eventually, after playing it for a few rounds, I got pretty darn good at it. Um, I wasn't amazing, but I, got, I could hold my own against people. And it was fun, but that was just a play test. The game doesn't come out for a while. It is going to be free to play, so I don't know how that's going to work or if it's going to be... Like, I hate the game, mainly because the game's not great and the players are toxic. But uh, League of Legends, I think, does the free-to-play in an okay way, uh, where you can actually buy the characters you want with in-game currency. You don't actually have to pay money for them. You can if you want. Um, I was almost thinking about trying League again, because... The biggest thing that pushed me away was the community. Incredibly toxic. Yeah. Awful community. But the game was okay. Yeah. Like, I get why people played it. I played it. I had fun with it. And it wasn't even the community that was as much of the issue as the people I was playing with were part of that community. Like, just... No, if you left and tried another community, it was just as bad. Oh, okay. That was not an isolated problem. Yeah. We definitely hung out with some turds in the past. We did. We did. And I'm happy that I I basically don't talk to any of them anymore. Which is We've great. all grown so much as people. Yeah. Uh but yeah, so so I'm hoping and it looks like it's going to be like that where uh you can buy cosmetic stuff. They do have loot boxes, but again, I never buy the loot boxes and it seems like you can open them with in game stuff. So not too worried about that. Um so yeah, it it and it seems that the loot boxes are all for cosmetic stuff from what I've seen. Whereas uh other games, you know, heroes and stuff are locked inside the loot boxes. So, Gundam Evolution was fun. Uh I'll see how it is when it actually releases later on this year. And then I played uh Weird West. And That's I thought what it's it was called. 
Thought it was going to take longer than it did. It it did not. It was about 19 hours altogether. I played Weird West, and it is a good game. I I quite liked it, and I enjoyed playing it to the point where I beat it on Thursday night. I think Thursday or Friday. Um, and I I played it for an hour and a half, and then I got the ending. And I won't spoil the ending for anybody, but there are multiple endings you can do. And there are questions you are asked later on that will say whether or not you get a certain type of ending. Sometimes you get the ending with the green fireworks. Sometimes you get the ending with the red fireworks. Exactly. And so I was like, okay, so I got the first ending. It's been an hour and a half. What I'm going to do is I'm going to leave this final area because I give you the choice. You can leave the final area and go do other things. So I leave the final area and I start doing side quests and just, you know, causing ha- wreaking havoc for like an hour. Uh, my, that was my plan just because uh, I streamed As for one three does. hours. Yeah, I streamed for three hours. I was about halfway done with my stream. Figured out I'd go do some havoc, then come back right at the end of the stream and beat it with the second ending. Or one of the other endings that I was going to get. And I broke the game. So because of the way that I did it, there apparently is a bug that you go up to a, you go into a house and you talk to a lady and then she takes you to a, basically a basement and then you, you finish the game. There's like no final boss or anything. You just go and you talk to these people and then the game ends. And that lady would not move to the back door to open it. So there was no way for me to get to the ending of the game the second time. I like that she's like, you want to finish the game? I'm not letting you finish the game. Yeah. If you want to finish this game, you have to get through me first. Yeah, and so I could... She was the final boss. Well, no, because you can't hurt her. She's Not with that attitude, you can't hurt her. I tried. I threw cluster dynamite <laughs> at her. I threw Molotov cocktails at her. I shot her with a shotgun, and she just laughs at you. Game respect game. You tried. Yeah. So uh, I was unable to see those, those other endings, but I did beat the game. Uh, I would still recommend it because it is included with Game Pass, and you know how I feel about Game Pass. I feel that it is one of the best things ever. What was um, the last video game that you purchased besides Battle Sisters for my birthday? Thank you again. Um, I have purchased WWE 2K22. Okay, yeah, I yeah. guess that was pretty recent. Uh, which, by the you way... You definitely do play a lot of uh, Game Pass games, however. Oh, man, it's so nice. And uh, next week, I'm going to beat another game uh, because it's included with Game Pass. And that I, I played all of the... Well, all except for one. Uh, of the games in this series and i don't even particularly like them i just play them it's the life is strange uh true oh. colors is now included on game pass so i was like why, screw why it are you doing that though uh because i'm leaving to go to the uk and this will be another game to beat before i go to the uk and i know I that i'll i know i'll be able to beat it before i leave i'll probably i'll probably be able to beat it this this upcoming week unless something crazy happened and they made it into a real game um and then uh i got my i got my steam deck congratulations uh we have a we have a friend who got their notification that the steam deck this was ash in my discord you can oh you can join the discord links down below but uh ash in my discord was like i don't have enough money to buy the Steam Deck, and my reservation has come up. And Ash only had two days to make that reservation, otherwise they would not get the Steam Deck. And so my thought was, well, you can't afford it, but I can, so let me buy it, and then when my reservation comes up later this year, we'll we'll discuss where you are in life, and see if you have enough money to buy it, or what's going on. And, uh, We'll we'll get we'll get you that one sent to your house. That was the deal we made, uh, and it is great. I've had a lot of fun with it. It plays Fallout Four at sixty frames a second, which is pretty sweet. Like it's a That's better. Impressive. 
it's a better experience to play Fallout 4 on the handheld console than it is to play on like the PS4 Pro. I mean, that makes sense. It's a PC. Yeah. Um, that is good news, though. Uh, you said you played New Vegas as well. That's New Vegas. Once I eventually get mine, that's probably going to be the game that I play through first. New Vegas also runs at 60 frames a second. Um, here's, here's the thing, though. If you put it in docked mode, um, because New Vegas and Fallout 4 have like a separate launcher that opens up, uh, what will happen is if you're not in docked mode, it'll just open that launcher, and you won't be able to use the controller. You have to use the touchscreen or a mouse if you plug it in. But you can just use the touchscreen, go to options, change any options you want to change, and then press play. Uh, if you put it in docked mode, you can't do that. Or Doesn't you... it think it's in like big screen mode or something like so that? So it does. So it shows the launcher pop up on the screen. And then you have to use the touch screen to press like the play button. But the when you put it in docked mode, the screen on the the Steam Deck goes black. Can you not use a control? So like I just because I sometimes mess around with my controllers like when I'm waiting for games to load up. When yeah. I use my Switch controller, I could use that for computer input, like left click, right yeah, click. Yeah, you can cha- you can change it so that uh that you can do that. But with the base set, you have to go into the controller settings and set the right analog or the right uh what's it called trackpad to be a mouse input. So you can do okay, that. Yeah. That is possible. But the way that I've noticed is that you can just use you can still use the screen on the Steam Deck as a touchpad to press play. But Reeton just uses his touchscreen TV. But but no no no. I don't think that works. Uh it 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 rotates the screen to be in vertical mode. So even though on when you have it not plugged in it it reacts normally. But when you dock it, the screen is rotated forty five degrees. Or 90 degrees. 45, oh. 90 degrees. So it's like rotated. 45 degrees, <laughs> yeah. No, it's rotated 90 degrees, but you can't see it. So you're like, you'll put your finger on a place, and it'll show the mouse cursor on the big TV, but it's like inverted from what you think it's going to be. Why would it do that? I don't know. It's not a huge deal. Obviously, you can get the, you can get the button and press the play button and, and go from there. But I just thought it was really silly that... It like rotated the screen for the trackpad for the, the Steam Deck screen. It's really hard to explain, but it's it's good. Um I tried getting WWE 2K22 to work. Uh that is the only game I've tried so far. I'm no I know there's a lot of other ones, but this is the only one I've tried so far that uh won't launch. It acts like it's gonna launch and it doesn't. It does not launch. Uh I also played Temtem. Just a little bit. That game runs pretty well. It runs at about 40 fr- 45 frames a second on like max settings. Uh, although I lowered the settings to like medium, and I was able to get, I was able to get about sixty frames a second with with a few drops. So it would drop to like fifty frames a second here and there. But ten. You know 10 that right really there. Well is what Pokemon has always been missing is a bit of a portable aspect. Now you could play Pokemon on the go. Yeah. Yeah, you can. I wonder why they never thought about that. I don't know. I, I, it's not like they released like four switch games at this point. That's not fair. Two of them are the same game. (laughs) That is, that is true. Okay. It's Pokemon. That's not fair. They're all the same game. (laughs) They are all the same game. Yeah. But it's, uh, Temtem's very good. And then uh, that's really all the games I've tried. I played some Wrestle Im- Wrestling Empire, just that really awful uh, but somewhat fun M. Dickey's game. Uh-huh. Uh, and that runs at 60 frames a second. It's like fully Steam. It's fully Steam Deck compatible. It's great. <laughs> Better than 2K22 at least. Uh, but I guess the other the other WWE games will work so wwe 16 18 19 those all work i don't know about 20 about 2k20 but uh if there's any games that i do own that you want me to take a look at i can do that but it's 
It's pretty good. Oh, Payday, by the way, uh, apparently has uh, fully verified. Payday 2, you fully know, I, verified. I actually own Payday on the Switch. Well, I mean, I know that it hasn't been updated in like six years, but yeah. back when I was still taking the train, I would heist on the train sometime. Boy, oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember you, you would talk about that. Uh, which you don't take the train anymore. I don't Thank take God. the I don't take the train anymore because we don't have trains in Oregon, really. Because we're we're lacking mass commuter transit. Systems. Yeah, yeah. I I wish there was even just a train in between towns, in in Oregon, but we don't have anything like that. Really, we have a bus that you can take, and for a three hour journey from uh, the valley over to Central Oregon. It's a three-hour drive or a 12-hour bus ride. Why don't you just take, like, billions of dollars worth of steel and build the Reeton Railway? I, I wish I could, but I, I doubt that I'm going to have the opportunity to do that. But Triple R, Reeton Railroad. We are going to move on and talk about some news stories, that thing we do here. Uh, I, I actually... I actually got this story because I thought Aro was going to be here. As usual, he didn't show up when I have stories that are planned specifically to talk to him about. But we'll we'll talk about this. Do you use picture-in-picture picture for YouTube? Oh, uh, like on my phone or in the app? Yeah. Specifically? Yeah, I've, I've used it on my phone sometimes. Like, I, I think I'm being cheeky when I'm doing work stuff, and I also want to listen to music and sometimes they don't set the setting or whatever it is that tells us it's music and it lets me do it anyways. I, I have a feeling that's going to go away once they make like YouTube red pro plus whatever, but maybe not according to this update coming to iOS devices. Yeah. Yeah. So there's an update coming to iOS, uh, which are Apple devices and I assume iPads. Uh, oh, no, wait, they have their own iPad OS, don't they? I don't, I don't know. Probably. Anyway. Since the M1, I think it's back to oh, okay. being shares. So uh, they do not have it yet, but they are adding in picture-in-picture mode for Apple, like for iPhones and iPads. Uh, and basically what that means is you can, you don't exit out of it. You can go back to the home screen and it will still like have a little picture there and you can browse the web or do something else while you watch YouTube as well. Uh, I use it quite often when watching YouTube videos on my phone and also wanting to search the web or text even. Texting is a big one where you don't have to close out of the app to actually send a text message, which is great. Um, I wanted to see what Aroa's thoughts on this were, which is probably something to the effect of, oh my God, why hasn't this been a feature for the last 12 years? And to be fair... Oh my God, why hasn't this been a feature for the last 12 years? Yeah, it does say here, I, I have a story from Engadget. It says here at the end, there was an update. It says YouTube tells Engadget the post accidentally referred to picture-in-picture picture for YouTube TV, but not regular YouTube. Um, it's still testing picture-in-picture picture on iOS with premium members, and all U.S. users should have access, quote, soon. Uh, so yeah, uh, if you have an iOS device, you will soon have picture-in-picture picture on your iOS device for YouTube. Maybe YouTube TV, but I'm not sure. Don't get YouTube TV. Uh, it's way too fucking expensive. It's like 65 bucks a month. It started out at $35 a month, and then they raised the price a little bit, and then they, raised, they doubled the price from there. So now it's like $65. It's awful. Anyway, we're going to move on. Oh, God. Why? Every week. Every week we're talking about some old game developer making uh, NFTs or something. Why? Like, I know what'll save my failing game company. A get-rich-quick Ponzi scheme. So this one is Richard Garriott, which is sad because like, I've seen interviews with him, and he seems like a nice enough guy. But... Maybe that's the con men, right? Like con men, there's there's a reason why they are able to get money out of people. It's because they they come off as nice, genuine people, right? I mean, um, that's that's the sociopath appeal. Is I mean, I mean, first we started off with the Ultima Online, and now we got well, the, the Ultima NFT. 
Well, so Ultima Online, uh, you know, it's just an online, it's an MMORPG. Uh, Old And then they came out with, then they came out with Shroud of the Avatar, which was Richard Garriott's spiritual successor to Ultima Online in, in kind of a more, more modern MMO setting. And that didn't do well either. And was pretty bad. And now it's free to play and Richard Garriott's not involved. Uh, but it says here, uh, this is from massivelyoverpowered.com. It says, Richard Garriott is working on a new MMORPG. And yes, it's filled with NFTs. Garriott, who is probably best known from, uh, to mainstream gamers as the multimillionaire originator of Ultima Online and business par- par- the partner of Todd Porter, have announced that the new unnamed MMO is an early production under the new studio D-Meta, or is it D-Meta? That's the studio name, is D-Meta. And it will uh, share the top-down isometric perspective of the original Ultima Online. I don't like that. Uh, we discussed um, that sometimes, if you can move the camera around, it's fine. But if you can't, uh, like with Tunic, it, it becomes a pain in the ass. Um, so it's funding for the game will be sourced both from traditional investment as well as an NFT land sale. While acknowledging that crypto games aren't traditionally very good games and that gamers are immensely skeptical about them. I don't like this because it says immensely and then it puts in parentheses and justifiably skeptical in parentheses skeptical about them if they put parentheses i think maybe they i don't know it it, should, it's not the best written article i no. I, I concur the uh, the duo just uh justify the business model as a way to provide direct value to players while somehow managing to avoid pay to win scenarios um yeah i i don't like that i don't like that at all <laughs> what what are your thoughts on nfts connor Obviously that they're bad. Obviously anyone who's getting invested in them should take a good hard look at the world around them before they start throwing their money at imaginary bullshit. Like it's it's fine to have in cooked ways of profit like like if you're making a product, it's okay to get paid for it. Yeah. Why does it have to be an NFT though? Why does it have to be because it's popular, because yeah. it's the buzzword? It yeah, that's basically that's, it. Like it's uh, how is that not ringing like all of the the emergency bells? Yeah, I. Th- it's it's. Did someone in a business suit come by, like holding a drink, telling you that this is going to be a great idea, and then show you some slides without actually explaining what they were showing to you? I mean, I just wish that I spend most of my days, you know, fixing computers and online and i still don't know what an nft is because it well you doesn't... see it stands for non-fungible token uh-huh and I, I know that's what you meant and yeah and that's the thing nobody knows what an nft is they just know it's a buzzword and that some people are making a ton of money because they have convinced some people that it's worth something and i guess that makes it valuable um, but I do know I saw an article where somebody had bought an NFT for millions of dollars and wanted to sell it for forty-eight million dollars, but was offered three thousand dollars for it. Why is no one buying my JPEG? I know exactly. So basically, uh, I still don't hate Richard Garriott, but yeah, I'm probably never going to buy anything he's involved in in the future. Not if it's got NFTs cooked into it. Definitely not. I still don't think he's as bad as um, uh, Peter Molyneux, but they're bare, they're they're both. But Nathan, don't prime. you want to play a game about McCube, where you've got to break McCube, get for a pickaxe? For those not aware, Shroud of the Avatar is Richard uh, is a Richard Garriott helmed MMORPG that was heavily funded by gamers by way of a 2013 Kickstarter. Uh, they had weird, quick uh, crowdfunding stunts, frequent donation telethons, whaling packages, and an eight hundred thousand dollar equity 
crowdfunding investment round, during which uh, the company claimed a valuation of $25 million. However, the game was mired by controversy, layoff delays, design issues, and ultimately a tiny player base. Garriott himself stepped down. The new CEO denied taking over. Portalarium shuttered its office and then abruptly folded outright and transferred Shroud of the Avatar to a newly formed indie studio. Through it all, company reps stonewalled and insulted press and dodged uh, legally required SEC filings and accountability to seed investment. I'm sorry, seed invest investors as recently as this very year. Um, so remember how I mentioned that there was like red flags that I was noticing. I'd like to upgrade that to like emergency collections. <laughs> like, you know, when you're in a submarine and you get hit and like all the sirens, that's what that's what should be going on and. Any investor, anyone with whose whose wallet's open right now's head. Yeah. Don't yeah. give this product your money. Don't don't give Richard Garriott money anymore. Um they he made he some needs good to games. to learn his lesson. He made some good games back in the day, uh, but I don't know if he just if he's out of touch or or what, but out of time. <laughs> out of time, yes. So sorry, I can't help myself. Um I don't know. Uh, what this game is going to be. Hopefully it is good and they get rid of the NFT land sale thing, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, It does. They have an update here. Let's, let's read the update before we move on. It says Chris Spears, the developer behind catnip catnip games, which is the outfit portalarium transferred shadow of the avatar to says that working with Todd Porter and Richard Garriott to help build a strong foundation of the new game. Says before anyone speculates, no, I did not sell Shroud. Nothing will change with Shroud except more awareness and Shroud development will continue as it has. I can, however, confirm that I am working with Todd and Richard to help build a strong foundation for a new game. This is actually the best thing that I've mentioned a number of times on streams that was secret, but that was consuming the bulk of my time. I can't say much except for that I'm heavily involved in Shroud and that uh, new games take a long time to make, especially when you do them right, and the new game will be done right, except for with the NFTs. I'll be able to share more info as Todd and Richard do more reveals, but that is on their schedule, not mine, and again, not impacting Shroud in any other way than raising awareness. Sounds like I might need to do a Friday stream after all. Do not go to their stream. Go to Reeton's Friday stream, 6 p.m. Pacific time to 9 p.m. Pacific time at twitch.tv forward slash Reeton. So it sounds like the person that they have transferred Shroud of the Avatar over to have also uh, has is also going to be involved in this new NFT scam. So that's fun. Just all all scammy all around, and don't do this. But you know what's also scammy? Is it Meta? It is Meta. Just just in general. Just just in general, and. By the way, it's Facebook. Meta is Facebook, uh, but Facebook has a bad, kind of a bad connotation to it. People hear Facebook, and while they spend a lot of their time on Facebook, they also don't really care that much for Facebook. So, so they rebranded, and their name is now Meta. And which, it fixed everything. There's no fixed, problems anymore. No problems. Oh, so, so when you're... Okay, let's say you're a musician. Okay. And you and you release a song on iTunes. Do you know how much money you, uh, how much of a percentage? Let's say you're an indie developer, so you're the one who's releasing the song. It's not any big label or anything. What percentage do you get, and what percentage does Apple get? I want to say you get sixty, and then they get thirty. That's not how math works, but okay. (laughs) You would get then. I figured there'd be another ten percent for like taxes or publishers or whatever. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. But but it's technically before awful. tax before taxes and stuff, it would be seventy percent for you and thirty percent for them. Um how much do you think Valve takes? I think it's Valve? I, yeah, yeah, Steam? Valve. Yeah, it's Steam. Uh I I feel like I had that information once upon a time ago. I imagine it's probably between thirty and forty percent though. It's it's about the same. It's it's Thirty percent, but then there's like, if you're an indie developer, they take a a lower percentage until you reach a certain amount of sales, something like that. So it's around thirty percent. Let's just say that. Do you know how much Epic takes? Uh, 
isn't Epic lower? And that was one of the reasons all the people were flocking to them. Yeah, it's like 12%. They take 12% and you get like 88% back, which is really good. So Facebook um, now has their, their thing called Horizon World, which is their VR game. And you can apparently make money by incorporating assets or something, digital items sold in the Meta's virtual world. Uh, they, do you know how much you do? Because the, the thing's in front of you. Because it's right how in much, the headline. Because it's right in the headline. How much do you think they take? Uh, how much do I think they take? Oh, I'd be like, oh, you know, 30 to 35, maybe 40 if we're highballing here. <laughs> but 40, it's meta. 48%. Woo! Like, that one stings a little bit. Almost half. And you do know, like, we've spoken about it before, but you may not remember. Um, do you know why Apple takes 30%? Uh, no, I do not remember why. It is because like Steve that. Jobs said that is the highest amount that you can charge without them flocking to another platform. Oh, so it's greed. I figured that would be the answer. It was. I mean, it is the answer, but, uh, you know, Steve Jobs was, I don't think he was, you know, he's obviously not as smart as like Wozniak was, but he was a pretty good, but Steve Jobs was a pretty good businessman. And I think he was pretty spot on that 30%. While it is a big chunk, that's enough for you to like bite the bullet and say, fine, I'll, I'll stay on Apple because, you know, iTunes is the biggest platform. If they, if they took 50%, I wouldn't, or 48%, I would probably try something else because then I couldn't live off that. But, but 30% is fine. Um, but yeah, with, with Facebook or Meta wanting to do 48% for digital items sold, that is pretty, pretty bad. Uh, pretty it damn d- um, now we're going to go on. This is from... Engadget says, don't expect to make a fortune from digital sales sold on Meta's virtual world. Meta has confirmed to CNBC that it will take a total of, oh, I, I guess, I'm sorry, we were, we were wrong. It's 47.5% uh, from digital oh. asset sales. Um, it includes 30% through the MetaQuest store and 17.5% through the Horizon Worlds itself. So that's really scummy. Uh, because they're they're charging you twice, basically. Creators may need to charge a premium to ensure healthy income for themselves. Uh, and that that's a line that you want to look at and say, yeah, that makes sense. So let's say you sell something for $10. You're only getting 5 bucks back out of that. Uh-huh. And so to make that money back, you're going to have to sell it for $15. Uh, Imagine and, making ten bucks, and then like, it's not even your boss. It's like the person who let you set up shop. There was like, yeah, I'm gonna need three dollars from that. Yeah, except normal, that, that's actually kind of how it is. It kind of kind of is that way. Uh, I've We're not seen, supposed to look behind the screen. Don't look behind the screen. Yeah. In a statement to the Verge, Meta's Horizon VP Vivek Schwarma argued Great the company's. Name. Yeah, the company's cut was a pretty competitive rate. Uh, no, no, it's not. It's actually really high. <laughs> Epic Games is looking way better than you right now. Uh, however, that's not necessarily true for some content. CNBC pointed out that NFT marketplace OpenSea takes 2.5% share of the transactions and also a degree of irony when Meta blasted Apple's 30% slice of in-app purchases and said it would charge subscript, uh, subscription to help creators keep more revenue. Meta is promising a goal-oriented uh, bonus to virtual developers whose worlds are particularly active. Nonetheless, the rate, uh, I'm sorry, the rate isn't exactly pleasing to digital market or uh, product makers. It's steeper than many other online services and may make it difficult for some creators to operate in Horizon Worlds when it might be practical elsewhere. Exactly. Some people might not like the 47.5% that you're getting charged and want to actually make more money because that's bullshit. I could understand, because it says here, uh, Meta gets, or Facebook gets 30% through the Quest store, 
and then 17.5% through Horizon Worlds itself. Um, just cut off the 17.5% through Horizon Worlds and nobody would be caring. Nobody would be bitching. But you're People double... would still bitch, but it would be just as bad as everyone else. Yeah, you're double dipping at that point, and that's not cool. I don't like it. Um, so anyway, let's talk about ads. God, this is just... A, why are all our podcasts sad? No, we've, we, we've been saying for a long time that this was coming, and yeah, here it is. Honestly, if it's the way that I think it's going to be, it might not be that bad. Um, but it might also be way worse than I thought it was going to be. So Microsoft is actually doing ads in-game, and they've always kind of done ads in-game. If you play any sports game on a Xbox, this is nothing new. They have, like, achievements that are sponsored by brands. Right. Um, so it says Microsoft, this is from Destructoid, Microsoft reportedly working on putting in-game ads in free-to-play Xbox games. Um, it says Microsoft may be looking to insert more in-game ads for free-to-play Xbox games. A new report indicates a company wants to let advertisers place advertisements inside free-to-play games. Uh, going live by the third quarter. Uh, they were, Business Insider reports the new program would add more games that brands can advertise in and allow more developers to sad, sell ad space. Their sources indicate these ads could show up as billboards in racing games, for example. And honestly, I wouldn't really care if that were it. If it's like, you know... It, it, if if you're playing a racing game like Forza and they show billboards with like buy surge, uh, I could I could get behind that. That's fine. If they're doing ads in the loading screen like they do in mobile games, which is not, probably what it would be closer to. Yeah, not really happy about that. But but yeah, if like I'm playing a wrestling game and I see signs for surge, I'm not gonna get mad. And I know nobody's going to advertise Surge. That's just a joke. I, I do have this. It's it's half stupid and half silly, but playing like a horror game and a TV <laughs> turns on and it's just like, you need flex tape. And you leave the room, you go out to the, like from a bedroom to a living room, the TV turns on. It's the same ad. Uh, <laughs> you can't run away from it. There, there were, I, I, I just, there were some, there were times towards the end or towards the middle when when mythbusters was really famous and popular right and there would be really bad like ads that were put into the show and they would have to do it so i remember one that was like um they had to for like a month advertise this giant touchscreen tv that was made by microsoft or something and so they had to like write up their blueprints and stuff on this TV and it was just terribly shoehorned in. Um, or Pawn Stars where they were sponsored by Subway. And so at the end of every episode, they'd come in and be like, old man, I got you a meatball sub. And <laughs> they would just have a terrible skit. And if it's like that, I'll be really mad. Uh, but if it's so what you're saying is stuff, we did more effort than professional like media outlets with our advertising? Yes. Yes, we did. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. But it's okay. Um Yeah, so if it's I don't know, it's I understand that games need to make money. And if this is a way for them to make money, as long as it's not super intrusive, I'm kind of on board with it. Um I remember back in two thousand eight, uh uh the good the good old days, remember? Remember when we were kids um, in 2008 when Obama was running for president? And yes, I remember 12 years ago. It was more than, it was 14 years ago. Oh, you're right. It was 14. You got, yeah. I'm not good with my math today. <laughs> we're getting old. Just, just edit that out so I'm saying the right number each time. It'll be fine. <laughs> I, I'll just need to get you to um, be like, Seven 14. <laughs> 14. Um, but no, it, it was, they were putting Obama ads in racing games on the billboards. And I thought that was amazing. I was like, that's, you know, that's a good way for them to advertise. Uh, 
And so I I don't really hate this, and I think that it could be it could be all right. Although I do have to say, if I were playing a racing game and I saw like a MAGA or Trump twenty twenty four sign, I'd be pretty not mad but annoyed. I'd be like, no, not happening. Not not supporting him. Hey Nathan, what's up? You better start believing in cyberpunk dystopias. I've you're I, in one. I know we're in one. So, uh, what do you think? Are you totally uh, upset about this, or are you okay with it? I mean, I don't even play. I don't own an Xbox. It's not going to impact me. But if it happens and it works there, they're going to turn around and they're going to put it in PC games. Yeah. Then I'm, I don't know, going to have to find out how to install an ad block that runs on my PC games too. That'd It'd be... probably be smarter to have it run through the router at that point. Uh, Piehole called pie hole yeah use a, a raspi block it from there that but, would probably be what i would do my co-worker so it's called a pie hole but you can run it yes, on I, like, i'm familiar but you can well you can run it not on the raspberry pi like you can run it on other things like through your router it's weird i don't know why they call like they they've got to come up with another name for it because the yeah, pie hole brand locked for sure i i yeah like I do have a Raspberry Pi laying around. It wouldn't be that big of a deal. Yeah. But you could also probably just circumvent that entirely. You probably could. But uh unfortunately, there are some things you can't do, which is play games on the PS3 or the Vita for some reason. Um, oh, you never you never posted a link to this. Yes, I did. Not in news stories. Uh no, it's in other news oh, stories. Oh, it's in podcast discussions. Okay. Yeah. This is I'm one... definitely not reading this for the first time, everyone. Yeah, it says digital PS3 and PS Vita games rendered unplayable after, quote, expiring. Um, yeah, speaking of things we've been saying is going to be coming for a long time. Yeah. You don't own the games anymore. You just own a license to them. I, I hate it. So this is from The it. Verge. Uh, it says players on the PS3 and PlayStation Vita are having trouble accessing their digital pur- purchases after a strange expiration date suddenly appeared on certain games as first reported by Kotaku. The problem seems to be mostly affecting classic titles, preventing users from playing Chrono Cross, Chrono Trigger, Final Fantasy VI, as the games are now expired. But here's the odd part. The expiration dates are dated half a century in the past. Twitter user Christopher Foos <laughs> shared an image of his Chrono Cross download, which shows that the game expired December 31st, 1969 at 7:20 p.m. He says the issue only occurred after re-downloading the game, and he's now unable to play it on PS3 and Vita. Uh, and this is from there's a there's a Twitter post that does say expires 12:31 1969, uh, but start starts 5:1/2014. So uh, also parental control level five. I don't know what that means. <laughs> that PlayStation is locked down. <laughs> uh, it says Games Hub ed- uh, editor Edmund Tran similarly found he was unable to play Chrono Cross on PS3. Let me re say that. Similarly found he was unable to play Chrono Cross on the PS3 thanks to a 52 year old expiration date. And while Tran says he could still play the classic title on PS Vita, he wasn't able to find a listing on the Vita store a sign that Sony may have taken it down. But if you do notice something about these games, Chrono Cross, Final Fantasy VI, Chrono Trigger, those have all got, gotten recent releases. Yeah, don't play the originals. Pay us $60 to buy the remakes that lose all the spirit and soul of the originals. Uh, I mean, I guess not. That, oh, that's another game that won't run. Uh, I guess Chrono Cross won't run on what? on the steam deck yeah Gabe, give me my money back yeah the new chrono because i wanted to play that while i was on on the flight i was like i've never played chrono cross before and it seems like a perfect time oh, to so good no i played chrono trigger um but final fantasy 6 also had a recent release for the pixel remaster and did you final- try that on your steam deck by the works way, fine works fine cool yeah, 100% playable. Um, yeah, so it it 
might be part of that, but I most likely there was some glitch that happened, and hopefully they'll fix it, but I'm not sure. Uh, it does say here, as outlined by various threads and posts about the problem, some players say they're, uh, they've tried factory resetting their consoles, subscribing and unsubscribing to PlayStation Plus, and restoring their game licenses, and none of that has worked. PlayStation has yet to acknowledge the situation, and the game company didn't immediately respond to The Verge's request for comment. There's one possible reason why this might be happening. Kotaku notes that the issue may stem from a glitch causing the PS Vita and PS3 to revert their game licenses expirations back dates back to use the Unix epoch or the arbitrary time and date set by developers to designate the beginning of the console's life. Um, so yeah, I was thinking it might be a glitch. Even if it is a glitch, it's stoking concerns that Sony is dealing with the, another blow to the PS Vita and PS3 after the game company nearly closed down both stores last year, it made them harder to shop by taking away the ability to use credit cards or PayPal to make purchases. So, yeah, I I don't... And it, it's so weird that they're all three Square Enix games. I wonder... My initial thought in all this is obviously, like, you can't do that. And I wonder if their EULA has anything that says, hey, we could pull a game for any reason. You can't do shit about it. But you can't sell a game and then be like, oh, nope, can't use it anymore. Yeah, you know what you I don't like? put expiration on and it expired 50 years ago. Get fucked. Yeah, you can't do that. It's not legal. Yeah, Someone will take them to court if that's their plan. I, they've already done that. They did that to me. Uh, and I'm really mad about it. It's, to this day, I'm mad about it. Because remember a while back, this would have been over 10 years ago, they released The Simpsons, the Simpsons arcade game to the PS3. And then they lost the rights to it or yeah. they never had the rights in the first place or something like that? No, no, they had the rights to release it, but they, like oftentimes happens, they lost the license for the game. And Should whoever, we renew this? Yeah. Nah. And they and so they delisted the game. And honestly, delisting is fine. I get it. You can't you can't keep everything up on your digital stores forever. However, most of the time, like I have Deadpool on my on Steam, and I it got delisted, and then I think it got re-added, and then I think it got delisted again. But I can still go on Steam and download Deadpool the game because I already owned that game. When they delisted the Simpsons arcade game. You can't do that. You can't download it again. Which is insane to me that they don't have to give you a refund because yeah, they're and, taking and, the game and, away from you. If they're going to do that, just refund the money. It's not that hard. Yeah, well, it, it sucks, is. But it is a solution. Yeah. Or renew the fucking license. Or, or just renew the license. Don't be babies. Yeah. But, I mean, if they would have just delisted the games, um, at that point, I would have been fine. But I, this is t- completely different. They're not even delisting the game. You try to sign in and play it, and it's just like, nah, can't do that. Um, but just so you know, all these games are also, well, except for Chrono Trigger but actually, and Final Fantasy. So with Chrono Cross, I should say, with only Chrono Cross... Um, all PlayStation 3s have a PlayStation 1 emulator built into them. Even the even the updated ones without the PS2 emulator, uh, they all have a PS1 emulator. So if you have an original PS1 game disc, you can pop it at any PS3 and play it. Which is which right. is you can't good. emulate it, but you can just do it. It yeah, you can't. Do it from the digital game store, but if you have a physical copy, you can you can use the uh, the the built-in emulator for that. Uh, you obviously can't do that with Final Fantasy VI unless you have what is it? Final Fantasy Anthology was that the the one that it was released on? Uh, they made one that had a whole. I think it was Anthology, yeah. Yeah, and that had I want it had Final Fantasy VI and another game. It wasn't five. Uh, it was four, I think. Four and six. Uh, let me just... let me. I think... Because I want to say it was one and two. 
Yeah, and I think it was it was either five and six. I don't think it was five and six. I want to say it was four and six. Uh, Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Final Fantasy. I, I was never Anthology. a Sony kid. Anthology. Um, Final Fantasy Anthology had uh, is a compilation of Final Fantasy games for the Sony PlayStation. It had Final Fantasies five and six. It was three that was never released on those. So they had Final Fantasy Origins, which was one and two. And then they had Final Fantasy Anthology, which was five and six. And they had one with four and another game. I think it was four and Chrono Trigger. And then three was never released until way later on. They had um, the DS version of three get released. But you still didn't get an official port of Final Fantasy III, the original, until the Pixel Remaster came out, I think. Something like that. So, I'm a nerd. I don't know if you noticed. <laughs> you know, I've known you for like 10 years now. I've come to that conclusion. Yeah, yeah. So, if you have Final Fantasy Anthology, you can play Final Fantasy VI. Um, and I don't remember what the other one was uh that had origins. i, I want to say chrono trigger was in one of them but uh i would have to take a look and see anyway uh what do you think about this do you think that we should expire games i'm going to say probably not of course not i, I think i i was pretty vocal on my point on that there are better ways to solve this problem than just being like Oh, it expired. Your purchase expired. It's not there anymore. Uh, Bastards. I, I just want to say uh, I'm good. It's Final Fantasy Chronicles has Chrono Trigger and Final Fantasy 4. So uh, you can get that for $30 on Amazon. You wanted. It's a greatest hits version, which I don't know why. Did do you did you ever understand why people didn't like the greatest hits versions of games? Nope, I wasn't aware that was a thing. Yeah, people like if you're a collector of games, um, they don't you like you want the original copy. You don't want the greatest hits copy. That and people, sounds like stupid people problems. Yeah, that sounds like people who don't like saving money because I loved the greatest hits because you could buy good games for like 20 bucks. Artificial scarcity is never a good idea. Exactly. So uh, that's basically the end of our podcast where Reeton went on a rant about 30-year-old games and also feels really old that they're 30-year-old games. <laughs> um, I want to thank you for being here, Connor. I was all you had. You're all you were. You were here, and that's what matters. And I want to thank you. I for painted being... this whole time. Did you? I did. Did you finish anything? No, I, I still got to assemble it. I'm just getting all my my base colors down before I put it up together. Oh, uh, so, so do you? Do you paint all the pieces separately and then put them together, or do you do like just the base and then put them together and then paint the I, rest? I've been told by a lot of people that the way I do it is wrong. Oh, and I, the way that I usually do it is I will paint everything while it's still on the sprue, like just its base colors, and I I won't go through the detail work. I'll just get you know generic sweeps. The black shoulder pads are black. The the red cloth is red. Whatever. Then I'll cut it out, assemble it, and I'll I'll do my touch ups. Then people oh. say when you paint on sprue, it's doing it wrong, and it's just it it's hard to hold these things. They're tiny, and I got massive hands. It's just easier to hold it that way. I mean, if if it works for you, it's then... working. I, yeah, I, I don't think it's wrong. I think people are just outrageous on the internet. People people tend to, uh, like like with our discussion earlier with League of Legends and the toxic player base. If you didn't do something the way that they wanted you to do it, then you're wrong. And that's kind of what I always hated about that game was there was like a meta, is what they called it, and if you didn't, if you wanted to try something outside of what all the pro players were doing, then you were playing it wrong. Yeah, and I, I just have no interest in playing a game like that yeah. whatsoever. That yeah. is the wrong way to have fun. Exactly. So anyway, uh, we'll be back next week 
I will be here next week. Um, and then it's I'm going to hand the reins off to Connor in, in a row for three weeks. If a row is sick again, I... Oh, no. I'll, I'll have to run the show. You'll have to run it and 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 find... Maybe we'll get... If, if that happens, uh, we'll have to get Nicole or somebody to, to co-host with you because... I've done it. Hello, and everybody. Welcome to the Reading Entertainment Podcast. I hope you're excited for an hour and a half of news stories. <laughs> Our first news story. Warhammer. Wow, Apple. It's, it's welcome to the Warhammer Hour. That's what I'll do. <laughs> All right, and I will see you next week. Thank you for being here. Goodbye. Goodbye. Happy birthday, Jesus. <laughs>